At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Beginning hour number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. Frank Schwab is going to join us momentarily. Jonathan Von Tobel coming up later on this hour to talk all things NBA. I just had to get some stuff off my chest in the in the break there about how I lost a, a parlay last night at Okie State. And that first half Okie State money line. Didn't take the point. Didn't think I need it. Up one, holding with the final possession, 35. Turn it over. Okay, then Kansas turns it back over, and then we go one on two fast break with six seconds to go and throw it off the top of the backboard. And then, of course, Kansas three at the buzzer to beat me. Amal, how do I get those out of my head? How do you move on as a gambler and say, you know what? That was yesterday. What's past is prologue. Today we turn the page to a new day. Well, you know, our next guest can discuss this as well because he's a better. But here's my question. How Mm -hmm. come people only remember their bad Losses. Nobody remembers the wins. Kelly, the, Kelly and I were talking about the win he had yesterday, and it's perfect that we got Frank Schwab on. You know, Kelly and I love Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge Giannis fans. Now Giannis is, I don't know, probably the greatest player of all time, thanks to that dunk he had against the Celtics last night with to three cover seconds the number. to cover the number up by four. Let's bring in Frank Schwab, of course, from Yahoo Sports. You can follow him as, as we do at Yahoo's Schwab. Frank, did you have money on the Bucks last night? Did, did Giannis cash that ticket for you? Minus five and a half live. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, what a miracle. Like, I, mean, I mean, they were down five and overtime, like whatever, even when they're up four, I'm like, this is done. And yeah, Giannis got me home. So, Hey, another reason that I, I love that guy. And you know, I was, you know, Mo and I watched the Super Bowl together, Frank, I will remember for attorney that I was on the chiefs uh, and certainly the call aids you in cashing that ticket. What are your thoughts as we look back at the Super Bowl on Sunday? And again, you had the over, you never really sweated it, but you know, I know in Philadelphia, it'll be a call that's debated forever. Frank, I thought the way they called the game for 58 minutes was really good. And then again, just kind of like the Super Bowl the year previous, you go, do you really need to make that call then? Maybe. Uh, first of all, I mean, everybody's dealt with this, so I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but there's nothing worse than just nailing a future bet and just ending up with a, a ripped-up ticket like I bet the uh, the – whoever the Denver Broncos win a Super Bowl. I had the Philadelphia Eagles 25 to one in my oh. pocket the whole season. And then it just, I, yeah, I hedged a little bit. I, I got something back, but it just, you'd like to cash out one at the end. It just, it's just so hard to bet these Super Bowl winners and not get anything out of it at the end. Right? Mm. Like that's a, that's a really tough one, but I'll say this about the call. It's a penalty. It was, and 
you know, for I get it. I get what you're saying that they, you know, they they were letting a lot of things go early. Yeah. But that, that to me, that was not a ticky tack call. That is, it was textbook, textbook holding. He grabbed a handful of jersey, impeded. Uh, I think it was Juju on his route. Just what are you going to do? I mean, for people who say, "Oh, it's rigged," they want the the Chiefs <laughs> to win. You know what's rigging it is looking at a penalty that's a clear penalty and saying, "We want the Super Bowl to be exciting. We're going to give the Eagles a chance and not call that." Okay, it's a penalty. Even James Bradbury said, "Yeah, I did it." And trust me, guys, I've I've, I've met a lot of uh, interviewed a lot of defensive backs through the years. I've never met a defensive back who would admit to a penalty if he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> zero, zero, not so. I, I just look. It was a penalty. It's it stunk. Nobody wants to see the Super Bowl end that way. It basically ended the game. But it's a penalty. It got called. I don't. I had no problem with it at all. Here's my perspective. I'm at the game. I'm working late. I saw the penalty. I'm like, oh, that's a bad call. And I saw a replay. I'm like, oh yeah, that's easy. I didn't realize until hours later how upset people were. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought people were like, yeah, it's a penalty. Let's move on. No, people call it the worst call of all time, and you've ruined the Super Bowl. And a penalty got called a penalty. I can't get that fired up about it. I'd agree with you. I I will tell you the worst call of all time. I think it's two of them. One would be the missed call in New Orleans between the oh. Rams and the Saints. Oh. And the worst call of all time benefited oh. my team, the only team I cheer for. That was Ohio State in that national title game against Miami. Stop. I was on the other <laughs> side that day. I, I, it, was, it was a horrible call. Well first, well, first of all, on the other side, why, why are you laying 14 with a team that wasn't as good as the previous year? We'll get into that later on. <laughs> are, we talk, are we talking penalties? Because, you know, as a Green Bay Packer fan, you know, the fail Mary back in 2012. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll see your fail Mary. Yeah. That's a regular you, season game. Yeah, and I'll up you at Des Bryant in the playoffs. So I don't want to hear about that. I don't oh, no, hear no, about no, Packers fans. Des did not catch Complain about catch that. Des caught it. It's still, I've well, watched the Des Hold on a second. 18 times. Hold on a second. I'm going to give you one that cost me. You remember when Felix. Who was the kid who played at Arkansas with Darren McFadden? Felix, Felix Jones. Jones. Felix Jones. Felix I was going to say, okay, yeah. He's returned that kick against the Packers, and he fumbles the ball, but they couldn't challenge it? They had no timeouts? That's when they went to two minutes? I had the under and the half on that game, and I lost because of that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was like, it's clear as day. See, I got all, burned on that. We all remember the bad beats. <laughs> I just want to listen. I remember, I, I remember beats, getting lucky. Yeah. I remember getting lucky the other night in the Miami-North Carolina game. They scored 20 points in the final minute. I had no business covering the second half over in that game. I mean, it was like guys like, we're going to just slap everybody. Miami's going to go 11 for 12 from the free throw line. We're going to put 90% shooters at the line. This is beautiful. So I'm not, I'm not complaining. I just wanted to just talk about the greatness of Mahomes, but more importantly, the greatness of 34 in Milwaukee. I got to ask you, Frank, I know we talked a lot of NFL with you, but people don't know. He's a huge Bucks fan, covered and knows the NBA very well. Eastern Conference right now, as we sit on February 15th, who's coming out of there? I got the Bucks in six over Boston. God. I'd love it. I love it if you're right. Honestly, there's a cop out, but I think it's whoever gets the number one seed. I don't see the Bucks winning in Boston in Game Seven. I hope it would be at six at that point. But if Milwaukee gets home court and they're a half game behind right now, they've won 12 in a row since Middleton's back and healthy, healthy-ish. I think I, I just think it, it's whoever gets the top seed. And also in getting the top seed, you're avoiding Philly in the second round, which I think is huge. I think Philly's the one team that could knock off either of those two. I like Cleveland, but I don't think they're there yet. So you get the number one seed. You avoid Philly in the second round. You get game seven at home in the Eastern conference finals. I think whoever ends up, I haven't, I haven't broken down. Who's got the easier schedule or anything like that. I just know the bucks are half game behind tied in the loss column. Whoever gets one seed. I think that's who, that's why I was surprised the Celtics kind of punted last yes. night. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, why? Like they'd have won that game had they not punted. I, I mean, I, I was happy to get that win as a Bucks fan. But you know, you look at how the how well the Celtics competed against them shorthanded, and it's a reminder of I think the Celtics are the best team, and the Bucks need the number one seed if they're going to move on to the NBA Finals. I like a lot of the points you make. There. I want to ask you real quickly about that one seed. If you're Milwaukee, don't you have to approach this almost like it's a playoff scenario? Yeah, because I thought the point you brought up about skipping Philly is huge. You could potentially face Cleveland or Brooklyn in the second round. I'm not saying you're just going to waltz right through them, but I think if you can get those guys out in five, maybe six, you know, Boston and Philly guys, that could go potential six or seven and could be an absolute knockdown drag out, assuming you even get out of that series. Absolutely. I have every point you made perfectly dead on. And I, I think, yes. I mean, you don't want to over push Middleton. You don't want to play Giannis if he really needs a night off for the knee, a management, whatever. But I think you got to, you got to push it a little harder than you would have. You got to say, if we can get this one seed and this 12 game winning streak is giving you a shot at it. 
I think it, you, you got to push for it. You got to get it because like you said, your rest is going to come that rest necessarily in the second round against Cleveland, but maybe you, you get that series done in five games and not go seven against Philly and maybe lose that series. Great points. I, I agree with every one of them. I think you got to play this. Like the, the one seed is going to come out of the East. You can't, I, I just, I can't see either of these teams going on the road and winning a game seven. I maybe the, maybe the, you know, the Celtics probably have a better shot in Milwaukee than Milwaukee does in Boston, but I think whoever gets one seeds coming out of the East talking with Frank Schwab, of course, covers the NFL for Yahoo sports. I want to get back there very quickly, Frank, because I look at the, the coaching carousel has stopped, right? Five. It looks like we're all done right now. The quarterback carousel begins and I'm looking at the futures numbers here and I see the saints at about 22 to one. And we know Derek Carr now looks like the first quarterback to go in that carousel. Where do you think is the best fit for him? What are you hearing here? Because, again, I, maybe I want to try to see maybe the Panthers, same number, 22-1, to one, to win the conference now, not win the Super Bowl, just to win the NFC. Does Derek Carr go to the NFC? And if so, how much of a power shift does that make? Because we know that the power brokers for quarterbacks right now reside in the AFC. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting to see if somebody jumps on Derek Carr early or waits to see what Eric Rodgers does. Because I'm thinking about the Jets here, right? The Jets are the one team out there that can take the biggest leap with an upgraded quarterback. And anybody's an upgraded quarterback, right? Like, I, I mean, to go from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, are you kidding me? Like, that that would put the Jets in that conversation of maybe they can knock off the Bills in the AFC East and then be a factor in the AFC playoffs. Does Derek Carr wait? Because if Aaron Rodgers does his drama thing, retires, goes to Jeopardy, stays in Green Bay, whatever he's going to do. All of a sudden, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm like, I want to play with the Jets. That gives me the best chance to win, but you can't, you, are you going to wait on that or not? I think Carolina's second line, as far mm. as teams that can make the biggest jump up, as far as quarterback upgrade go, I don't really like the Saints, even with Derek Carr, to be honest with you. I just think they were kind of, it's a little smoke and mirrors to even be as good as they were last year. I think they're going to lose a lot this offseason with more cap issues. I think Carolina's really set up well. I like Frank Reich. I, I know, I, I think you guys do too. Mm -hmm. We're in the minority. Frank Reich's a good coach. I, I, I really believe that. And they, I think that they have a lot of talent around the quarterback position. They need to figure out quarterback. I think that's Derek Carr's best fit if it's not the Jets, but the Jets are the one team just screaming, hey, get an upgraded quarterback and we can be really, really good in 2023. Well, this is Packer Day here for us on Big Bets. We had Steve <laughs> Mackinon from Wisconsin. We've got Wyatt, who's producing, big Packer fan. Then, of course, you. Gut feeling. Tell me, what do you think? Aaron Rodgers is snapping the ball for the Packers opening day next year, or is he somewhere else? And is it New York? Yeah, I've given the cynical answer of he's just going to end up in Green Bay. We're going to wake up March 10th and he's going to be like, I'm back, guys. Like the, this drama has just been to draw attention to myself. But when you really think of the Packers side of this, it's time. It, it really is. You've got to figure it out with Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers took a step back and you still have the trade value right now with Aaron Rodgers. So you trade him to New York. You can get a lot back you, yeah. you really, for a 40 year old quarterback. I, I'm doing that. If I'm the Packers starting over. And I do think, I think it right now, if you made me choose, I think it will be the jets. Cause they're the one wow. team that, that desperately needs it. I mean, they, they got to know, Hey, if we could add Aaron Rodgers, even if it's a one or two year thing, we have the rest of the pieces in place. They're a really good football team. I mean, offensive and rookie and defense rookies of the year. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? This is, a, this is a team that can make a huge leap if they get air. They're 14 to one, the Jets, by the way, to win the AFC. Not talking super, to win the AFC next year. That that's like that. it, it feels like it's being shorted a little bit with that Rogers news. But very quickly, eleven to one, final seconds. Is that playable for the Packers, assuming twelve comes back? No, I, I don't like them. I think the Lions are a better team in that division. Frank, we love it. Great catching up as always. Yeah, football season's over. We'll still figure out a way to talk football. That's for sure. There he is, everybody. Follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Come on back. We're talking bubble talk for the NCAA tournament next here on VC. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down the brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's VSIN. Dot com slash subscribe. Just had Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports join Amal and I in the last segment. We were ending it talking about the Packers, some of the numbers there, 11 to 1 right now to win the NFC. The Jets, conversely, in the AFC are 14 to 1. I think what the books are doing, they're trying to figure out who these quarterbacks will be with those associated numbers. Frank's point is he doesn't like the Packers at 11 to 1 because he think it, thinks it might be time for Brian Gutekunst to cut bait on Aaron Rodgers and still get value kind of like Russell Wilson in Seattle did last year. Now, when that trade happened, I think everybody went, wow, they're giving up a hall of fame quarterback. What a steal for the Broncos. And then you look a year later and you go, Oh, who stole who? Right? So maybe that's the rationale now for the Packers. So I'd be careful before you go out there in that market and go, I'm going to bang the drum on the Packers 11 one, because they still have the rights to Aaron. Like right. their car is unrestricted. He can go anywhere. Aaron's still under the thumb of the Packers. Now, if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, remember, they're 14-1 to to win the AFC. Would Derek Carr be plan B? And again, Frank talked about the timing of this. Does Derek Carr wait and see what Rodgers does? Or if he gets an offer from Carolina and or New Orleans, Derek Carr might be off the board. What's plan C for the Jets? Because we like the Jets. We think they're playable right now 14-1. to But the question is, they're playable only if we know what those options are, quarterback, because Amal, you're going to hate this. I think plan C for the Jets is Jimmy G. Robert Sala, the old D coordinator under Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. If they don't get Rodgers and they don't get Derek Carr, who do the Jets get and why would they still be playable 14-1? to I don't know who they get, but... Since I used all my energy on Kirk Ferentz, <laughs> I don't have any for this other loser, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I mean, well, what is this? What's, well, who else are we going to talk about next? I mean, give me a break. If Santiago wasn't to be touched, <laughs> then why would it be necessary to transfer him off the base? I mean, this, this is the thing. This is the quandary that the Jets could find themselves in. If he can't get Aaron, and Aaron's not dependable. He's like Markinson. Markinson's gone. A few good men. Like, I don't know what you do with Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's, he's hiding out for four days in total darkness. You're going to trust your future if you're a Jets backer at 14-1 to on Aaron Rodgers? Um, I, I think I would take a shot with it because, in my opinion, if they get Aaron Rodgers with the fourth betting favorite, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, but I believe they have a better defense than those three teams. Well, then that number's off the board. If, if the Jets get Rodgers, where does that number go to? 8-1? to to win the conference, seven to one. Yeah, I was thinking seven, seven to one. It gets shorted, right? Probably cut right in yeah, half. Right. So if you really want to take that risk, people out there, and you bet the Jets at fourteen to one, that's the best case scenario. I'm trying to go worst case scenario. 
if the worst case scenario is, I don't know that they can go back to the draft. I, they just they just whiffed on Zach Wilson. The, the, the problem with the the draft is, are either of these quarterbacks? And I'm talking about Young or Stroud. You're not even drafting high enough to get them. But let's say you moved up to get them. Right. Are they going to help you get to where you need to be today? I think there's too many veterans now in that locker room that go. Correct. That's do, exactly. Do I want to go with another rookie? We just yeah. failed at Zach Wilson exactly. for two years. So they got to go the veteran route. And that's why it does become Derek Carr. And I do think it does put, really, Jimmy G in play if you can't get the top two guys. So, again, people, in those futures markets, before you just grab what you think is a good number, go down the road at who the quarterback is going to be on said team. You can understand why the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Chargers, there's no question at quarterback there. There is a glaring question right now for the Jets. So before you make that leap, think about who actually might be calling those plays in those huddles. I do want to get back to college basketball because it's getting bubble time. It's that time of the year. We start looking at bubble situation here and to go, who's going to make the NCAA tournament? And we give you some odds associated with. There's some big programs right now that could be on the outside looking in. Look, I kidded about Syracuse. I thought it was a huge win for them last night against NC State. And maybe right now puts the orange on the good side of the bubble. What about the bad side? If you think they're going to make the NCAA tournament, let's start off, and I want to go right to Kentucky. Will they make the NCAA? I cannot believe we're having this conversation about the Wildcats in Lexington. If you think they can make the dance, we give you plus money, plus $1.20. Are they really going to keep the Wildcats out? I know they've been abysmal, but they have last year's player of the year, Oscar Deshibwe, and this year they've been a giant disappointment. Amal? Would you play the minus 150 no or the plus 120 yes? Well, look, it depends. If you think they're putting the brand name in, then you'd bet the yes. But based on what they've done so far, I'd have to have them on the outside looking in. I mean, in the non-conference, they lost to Michigan State. They lost to the Zags. They lost, They beat Michigan. Uh, I think that was in, like, Ireland or somewhere. Um, they beat Yale, who's probably going to win the Ivy. Mm. Um, maybe they win the, the, the four-team tournament there. They lost to UCLA by 10. They've lost to Missouri, uh, Alabama. What's their best to win? South Carolina at home. That's, you know, it's their best win. <laughs> That's the problem, right? prob Probably Michigan. Because I mean, I, it, when you look at it in league play, they won at Tennessee. That's their best win. There it is. Like, Tennessee. I think what people do, they people get fixated on the bubble talk before you, you make these wagers and go, well, they lost the visit. Who'd you beat? Like to me at some point, if you're going to be one of the best 68, who did you beat? And if you beat Tennessee, that is a that's a huge tip of the cap, right? Where you go, I got some ammo in the argument. If I beat Tennessee, well, I know they're big Tennessee fans tonight against Alabama, right? So I think what happens is some of these blue bloods, if they get in, all of a sudden you go, well, I'm, I'm, they're going to be if they're a ten seed. Or could you imagine them as a twelve seed? Remember, Syracuse was an eleven seed, went all the way to the final four. So sometimes you get these blue bloods in them all, and then they do real damage in the tournament. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, to me, the one thing I would look at is big opportunity for tennis. I'm sorry, for Kentucky this weekend. They got Tennessee on the return trip this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, they go to Florida. That won't be an easy game. They usually play Florida towards the end of the year in the O-Dome. There are a lot of years they come out of there with L. So they got to win that game. They've got to win the return trip at Fayetteville at the last game of the regular season. And in my opinion, at this point in time, Let's say they beat Tennessee. I still think they've got to get to at least the quarters, if not the semis, of the SEC tournament. That was my next question again, people, before you make these wagers. Think about how many games they have to win in their conference tournaments just to be in this equation. I'm with you. they got to win a couple. Uh, when you look at Anthony Hardaway and what he has at Memphis, yeah. okay, you got to lay 230 if you think they're going to make the NCAA tournament because we think that they're in right now. The no is plus $1.85. If they get bounced early in their conference tournament, could that signal trouble for Penny Hardaway and company? No, they're in. I don't even understand why we got this on here. Who put this together? Mr. UNLV over here? Wyatt? <laughs> this team is whoa, in. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's my, my, uh, my superior. Ah. Oh, Kelly? See, he's going to throw this one up the totem pole. Well, say, it, it, was on, it was on DraftKings, I think. No, uh, you know, I know Kelly put it in because he doesn't even – Florida State's barely making the knit this year. Stop. I mean, this is – there's Cheap no, shots. Memphis is in. Memphis is in. For sure. All right. Let's not even waste any more time. Well, let me give you another plus team. Big win last night against Michigan, Bucky Badger. No, nope. boring. They don't excite anybody. Kind of middle of the pack. Plus 215 to get in, minus is 270. 
Yeah, the Rats stole that 2014 national title. We knew we were in trouble. We, a friend of mine and I had a heavy bet on Wisconsin in the game against Duke. Uh-huh. And the rat goes, well, they only got called for three fouls in the first half. Second half, we're like, we got to unload the clip on Duke. And, of course, it was a parade to the free throw line for the Dukies yep. in the second half of that game. They end up winning it. Uh, Wisconsin is not getting in the tournament. The bottom of the Big Ten right now is in bad shape, uh, despite the fact that Penn State with a good win yesterday. You look at Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these teams are going to the outside looking in. Ohio State's not even eligible right now for the NIT. you got to be a 500 team. Uh, but Wisconsin, unless they make some tremendous push, I know they're 7-8 in league play. I just don't see it right now. They've got to get. They've got to finish out really strong if they're going to get in. But based on today, where it stands, no. One other team I want to just because I know this is a team that's not talked about. But you look at Utah State and you get four to one if you think they're going to be in. The no is minus five fifty. Would you look at their chances, their odds to win the conference tournament, figuring they wouldn't get in at large? So in order to get in, they'd have to win their conference tournament. Would that be a better way to handicap it versus taking four to one to get in? Great summary there. Now the uh, only thing is, I don't. You know, when you look at this league right now, they're in fourth place, mm-hmm. nine and five. New Mexico with a bad, bad home loss. What's last happened night. to them? They're just not as good as people think they are, and they're finding out little Ricky Patino, Richard, is not as good of a coach as they may think he is. Uh oh. Um, look, the class of this league continues to be San Diego State. I get, I'm not a big Steve Alford guy. Uh, but he's done a nice job up in Reno with this team this year. They're sitting at 10-3 and three in league play. Uh, Leon Rice has continued to do well with Boise. Um, but for me, Utah State, you're right. I think I roll the dice, see what their odds are to win the conference tournament and go right there. Otherwise, they're not getting in. When you said that about uh, Ricky Pitino, it takes me back to Jeremy Schapp interviewing Bobby Knight. That was great. And Bobby Knight says, you know, you got a long way to go to be as good as your dad. Jeremy Schapp goes, thank you. And he goes, it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> We're coming back. We got JVT talking all things NBA next here on Big Bets. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside them all, Shaw, Dave Ross here. You said that last night's cover by the Bucks. Mm-hmm. If you had, like, Frank Schwab at Bucks five and a half live, one of the better covers. In a while. In a while, right? Yeah. You just, you kind of, you salt those away when you get the bad beats. And you go, ah, I got to remember that Giannis one. It's a pretty good one. Right? Yes, Absolutely. Don't always remember just the bad beats, people. Remember the good wins as well. Let's bring in Jonathan Von Tobel, of course. He is our NBA guru here at the network. You can follow him as I do at uh, uh, me, JVT, I do believe, is the Twitter handle. Is that right, Jonathan? Did I get uh, that, that right? is correct. Yes. How about without even looking, I already know your Twitter handle. Uh, Jonathan, uh, let's talk <laughs> well, about now. You must be a genius. It's yeah, you stuck. also kind of struggled a little bit there, Dave. I did. I had to think about it a little bit. Uh, Jonathan, let's talk about bigger picture before we get to tonight's docket on the NBA card. And that is really after the trade market now and we've come and gone and the dust has settled a little bit. What's your biggest takeaway from it? Because I look at it like the West feels like it got a whole lot better and the East, maybe we really do have a demarcation of three teams or bust. Uh, Yeah, I think that's kind of the way we should probably look at this. You know, when you're talking about the Western Conference, right, it's pretty obvious. It's Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic who are now together. It is Kevin Durant once he makes his appearance for the Phoenix Suns, and they're going to be much better. Uh, When you look around at the Western Conference, it's hard not to say that that thing got better. Now, I'm not sure if it is a conference that is much better than the teams that are at the top of the East, right? And I think your your line about the the line of demarcation is – uh, probably correct. I would probably throw four teams in there. I think Cleveland, who I think has won now, what, seven straight coming into tonight's game with Philly, deserves a little bit more credit than they have gotten in the big picture. So I would put, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Cleveland uh, in that four mix for the race of the Eastern Conference. But I think your overall assessment is correct. But I do think that if you're waiting this, right, you know, there's some markets out there, for example, that have NBA Finals winner Eastern Western Conference. I believe the Eastern Conference should be favored there. And you can get a small minus 105 press on other conference. So whatever you want, you can go and play that if you, if you so choose. 
But I would say, Dave, that while the Western Conference got better, I think the higher-rated teams still belong in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. I like the way you broke that down. I want to go out west a little bit here because right now Denver 1, Memphis 2, Sacramento 3, followed by Phoenix, Clippers, Mavericks, and then Pelicans at 7. Didn't mention Golden State as well. From your perspective, how do you see this conference? Because, look, Denver's great, but they feel like what Cleveland is, a regular season team to me. I don't buy Memphis. I love. There's not a bigger De'Aaron Fox fan than I am, but I don't buy the Kings as well. I think Phoenix is there, but are you completely sold on the Suns? I, I'm not sitting there saying they're a shoe, and I, I don't buy them completely either. I think your team, the Clippers, are very, very dangerous, and I think Dallas is dangerous. So, Amal, I buy into the Suns in the respect that they're going to be a very good offensive team, and sure. I think they're going to be better defensively than what you're going to give them credit for initially. But I don't buy into them to the degree which the market has bought into them, right? Like, so it's making them the second pick uh, in the overall big picture, making them the favorite to win the Western Conference. I, I would still put, like, a fully healthy Golden State Warriors team above them and play them uh, in a best-of-seven series. I think you mentioned the Los Angeles Clippers, who are still working some things out but showed how good they could be in that third quarter where they absolutely stomped all over Golden State and ended up winning that game last night. So I think there are some teams that you would put in there that could still match up with the Phoenix Suns. So I would agree with you. And I, and I think when it comes to Dallas, Amal, the one issue I have, right, we have two games. It's a very small sample size, but I, I think it's a very good indication of what we're going to get with Dallas. When Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving have been on the floor in these two games that we have seen them together, they have an offensive rating of 130. That's incredible. It's a really good offensive rating. They also have a defensive rating of 120.7. Very bad. <laughs> so... Over the course of multiple series, if you're the Dallas Mavericks, you can win a best-of-seven series one time, maybe twice, when you're just outscoring your opponent. But at some point, right, to win a Western Conference, to win an NBA Finals, you have to be able to make stops. It's one of the reasons why the Dallas Mavericks guys last year made it as far as they did. That was a team that was seventh in defensive efficiency. This team is 22nd, and they just added a lesser defender in Kyrie Irving and got rid of a 3-and-D guy in Dorian Finney-Smith. That, Amal, for me, is my one issue. In any series against any of these Western Conference teams, could Dallas win a series? I think absolutely. But winning three of them to win the West or winning four of them to win the NBA Finals, that's where I think I would have my uh, my trepidation when it comes to supporting them in the big picture. Jonathan, when I look at uh, – you can go back to playoffs past. Obviously, the Kings and Lakers one is always one that's brought up, right? Game seven, the, the way it was officiated. How important is home court for some of these elite teams in the East and or the West? Like we saw it play out last year for Milwaukee, maybe not to their advantage here. How important is it for certain teams to get the one and maybe other teams that go, man, we just show up healthy. That's all we really need. You know, home court's a really interesting conversation, Dave, because so we'll go back to last year, right? Last year in the regular season, home court graded out to be just about one and a half points at the most, right? It was not really worth anything in any way whatsoever. However, once we got to the postseason, that peaked to, if you actually wanted to make it right accurate, about four and a half, maybe even wow. five points worth of value because these home teams continue to deliver. And now fast forward to this year in the regular season, home court has been worth three points to these teams. So they're playing at home as opposed to the one and a half from last year. So if we're going to see that same bump, home court's going to be worth quite a bit for any one of these teams. Once you get there and look at some of these squads that we're talking about, too. I mean, I know you mentioned the Eastern Conference, but like look at Golden State, very much struggling on the road. The Memphis Grizzlies, very much struggling on the road. We could go down the list of all of these teams that have been very poor on the road this season. So I would say, yes, like not even in just the Eastern Conference or anything. Home court advantage last year in the postseason meant a lot. This year in the regular season, it means a lot. And I would think, again, in the postseason, it means quite a bit. And I think kind of tying it into what your basic question was here. Look at a team like Milwaukee, right? A Milwaukee team that's now won 11 straight is only, what, now a half game back from Boston for the one seed in the Eastern Conference. I think Milwaukee wants that. I don't think they want to have to go to Boston in a postseason series should they meet a little bit further down the road. I think that's what Milwaukee wants is home court advantage, and I think all of these teams should want it. I would agree with you there. JVT, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Give me three teams. I don't care if it's to win the East, to win the West, to win the NBA title. I don't have any futures in the NBA right now. Give me three teams that you like either to win their conference or to win it all. So I think, Amal, I think you're starting with Golden State if you can get them at like 850, and that's the price that's out there if you really shop around to win the Western Conference. Okay. I think when you look at Golden State, I like to, Amal, one of the things, and I think I brought this up to you guys before, when I look for futures, I'm looking for teams that are underperforming because of absence of production as opposed to poor play, right? So for Golden State, yes, they struggled on the road and their defense at times has been suspect, but we're now in the midst of the second stretch of games that Steph Curry has missed due to injury, right? So this has not been a team that has been consistently whole. Andrew Wiggins has not been on the floor consistently and started to get healthy now too. So I think you're buying low on Golden State because that's a team that hasn't been healthy. There has been some poor play in there, 
But when you have their starting five out there, that is an elite starting unit, and that should be, again, the team that won the Western Conference a season ago and a team that could win an NBA Finals, plus the experience. I think when you're shopping outside of that, again, you know, this is this is a little trickier of all. But if you want more bang for your buck, look at a team like New Orleans, right? With When you have Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson on the floor together, that is an incredible net rating of about a plus. I think it's 17 or 15 in that range with those two on the floor together. We get to get the news, of course, Zion has a little bit of a setback, so he's not going to come back until well after the All-Star break. But when that team's fully healthy, again, it's a team that has failed to produce because of absence of star power as opposed to poor play. That's a team that could be very undervalued by the time we get to the postseason. So I think you're looking there. And I think over in the Eastern Conference, look, uh, this is only because of an odds bump that the Phoenix Suns got. I think Milwaukee should be the second team and on par with the Boston Celtics to win this NBA Finals. This Bucks team is great. Adding Jay Crowder gives them a power forward option in all these small ball lineups. It's going to be really intriguing with Giannis at center. I think this team is playing very well. I think they should be rated ahead of the Phoenix Suns still, even though they are not, and that creates some value. And I know it's a shorter price at about 6-1 to one or so, but I think that should be shorter for this Milwaukee Bucks squad. I like the pick. First of all, I'm glad you didn't give me Boston, but I really like the Pels pick at 22 to one because not only they just got to get in, you have an opportunity to hedge off as well. But I tend to agree with everything you said. I think when this team is fully healthy, they're extremely dangerous. I think McCollum gives them a good steady balance. I think Brandon Ingram is criminally underrated. And then we know what Zion can do when he's healthy. Yeah. And Amal, I want to say too, really quickly, like for me as a better, like when it comes to futures, I don't add NBA finals bets at all before the season starts. My whole thing is trying to buy low on teams throughout the year and using that premise of, you know, buying on teams that are underperforming because of injury. And I'll give you an example. Like I have a 24 to one ticket on the Philadelphia 76ers right now to win the NBA finals. They're like 13 to one to win the NBA finals right now. But I bought that in the midst of the Joel Embiid absence because of James Harden's absence. That wasn't a team that was struggling because they stunk. That was a team because they were missing two of their best players. Yeah. And I really think that's a really good way to approach futures betting in the NBA. Only got about 45 seconds ago. I want to ask you about the Knicks tonight getting three and a half in the ATL. We know a couple of years ago, Atlanta got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They went through New York. And there's like this bad blood between Knicks fans and the ATL. Uh, is that real? Is that like a real rivalry yeah. now, Atlanta and New York? <laughs> Uh, kind of. You got to be a little bit better to have a rivalry that matters, though. And I, to be fair, to New York, uh, that's more on the Hawks side recently than it is with the Knicks. They've been dealing a little bit better with the absence of Mitchell Robinson. Look, I, I rate New York as slightly better guys, but the Knicks defense since they've lost Robinson has been pretty inconsistent, and that leads to some inconsistent performances. So in-game and a high total is going to be the way to go there. All right, look for a high total there. Uh, again, follow him on Twitter, at me, JVT. I'm the able this time, John, Jonathan. Uh, always great talking to NBA with you, my friend. We'll catch up again next week. When we come back from the finish touches on this and also maybe a suspension coming out of suspension in the NFL. I'll bring that up next here on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Dry your eye, football fans. Yes, it's over, but BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Gets, and much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new ball game. We were talking earlier, last hour, with Steve Mackinnon, our VEASAN editor, about NASCAR. And again, our pro tip here for big bets is when you get to the Daytona 500, we get it. It's the Super Bowl of NASCAR. You might not want to go chalk. This is probably not the race to do it. It's a wreck fest. So you might want to look a little bit down the board because the last two winners have had some very large odds at the beginning of race week. So why again, this is that type of race. I know like in golf, we want to bet the best at the biggest events. That doesn't always ring true for Daytona 500. You, you will find there are, there are guys who have 30 to 40, 31, 30 to 1, 40 to 1 that will be running up front at the end. It's the, so what it is is the draft will keep everybody together. So it's like what makes some drivers better than others, some teams other than others, it wipes them out. Just just hmm. imagine playing a football game and everybody's on an equal level, level field. Okay. So I that's use a, proper English. Yeah, but that's a very interesting way to handicap it for those that are now getting into the NASCAR space. This is probably not the race that you want to bet uh, one of the smaller favorites. That is the pro tip here for big bets. Again, across the VEASAN spectrum, you have up to 20 pro tips a day. As a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you can access those when you go to VEASAN.com and sort those out by show and or by sport. I mentioned that today in the NFL, there's one player you might have forgotten about, a former first-round pick in this league. That name, Calvin Ridley. Gambling suspension, he was away off last year, gone from the Falcons. Now he's a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I looked at the Jags number here. They're 16-1 to to win the AFC next year. Remember, they won a playoff game this year, and they gave Kansas City a pretty good push in their battle there in the uh, semifinal round in KC. So it feels like a team that's not that far off. Amal, if he is grand, we don't know whether or not the NFL is going to allow him back in. But today was the first day that he could actually apply for reinstatement. And he has done that officially. Does that change anything for you if the league says, yes, you've repented for your sins, we're going to allow you back into the league? How big a boost would that be to Jacksonville's uh, offense next year? I think it would be pretty big. Um, You know, he missed a year, um, prime of his career from an age standpoint. A little bit older because if you remember when he got to Bama, he was already like 20. So Mm -hmm. from that standpoint, he's 28 years old. He'll be 29 during the season next year in December. Uh, But I I think it it would benefit them for sure. There's no question about it. And when he was coming out of Alabama, this was obviously a first-round pick that the the Falcons made. So it's hard to project when a guy is gone for a year, especially receivers, right? Because we see this from time to time, and you go, well, I expect them to look like they looked and why you were a number one pick. But for receivers, you mentioned he's going to be 28. We're not saying he's too old by any stretch, but we really haven't seen him in a couple of years. So he is the property of the Jaguars. I just wonder what that could do for a guy like Trevor Lawrence in that offense because it feels like a, a young team that's starting to come of age. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Atlanta got in return a sixth rounder for 2023 and a fourth rounder for 2024, but it becomes a fifth rounder. Uh, this year if he's reinstated and then next year it could become a third rounder or a second rounder depending on a playing time or if he signs a long-term extension. I'm just a little bit surprised that Jacksonville had made the move knowing the suspension. Yeah, and, and the other thing to me is, and this is the elephant in the room, it's the partnership with gambling, right, with the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so they came down with the sword of Damocles against Calvin Ridley. And you can go back and, and look at the events of what happened. He was injured and he was placing some bets, I believe, in Florida where this all transpired. What do you make of the league's stance on that? Because, again, I'm sure the league is saying, 
We want to show transparency. And our guys are not going to be betting on their sport while they're active in it. Well, first of all, I, here's what I think happened. He's, I think he's from like Coconut Creek or somewhere in South Florida. Um, you know, Florida had gambling for like three weeks. It was unfortunate for him the injury occurred when they had it because it ends up costing him $11 million. Wow. But I, I, I think it was a scenario where he was sitting around, he was bored, he just made a bet on the game. I don't think there was anything malicious or mm-hmm. uh, devious involved in it. However, I actually thought the suspension should have been permanent. Whoa. And, and why do you think it should have been permanent? Because you could, have, uh, you could have someone commit the most horrific crimes. Nothing's going to derail the NFL. The only thing that can derail sports is gambling. You take a look at Serie A when they had the match-fixing situation about, what, now 15 years ago in Italy. Those are the only things. Cricket's got a big problem with tennis match-fixing. Tennis used to have it. Ten, tennis, especially at the ITF level, has got a big problem with it. So... To me, that's the only thing that could derail the sport. What does Calvin Ridley mean? You send a message. If you've been in an NFL locker room, there is a sign everywhere Everywhere. that says gambling is prohibited, and every player knows this. Every team at the collegiate and the NFL level meets with FBI agents. Are you approached by somebody? These players are making way too much money. Calvin Ridley made the worst bet in the world. He bet $11 million to win zero. It's a a, a great point. My point is, look, I'm sorry that if it cost him his career – but sometimes you got to sacrifice for the greater good. And if you're the National Football League, what is a Calvin Ridley? I mean, I mean, he's an afterthought. 90% of people who don't follow the game that closely couldn't tell you who Calvin Ridley was or is. And so for me, I just look at a big picture-wise, you know this going in. There's just certain things you can't do. I think it's a great point, too, if you've never been in an NFL locker room or in a locker room in general. Yeah. They were literally posted all over. You cannot miss it. Yeah. No guns, no gambling, the things that are prohibited – uh, in the workplace, right? And again, I was in Washington, D.C. for almost two decades, and I covered the Gilbert Arenas trial when he was caught with a firearm in Washington, D.C., and people were like, well, he didn't know the rules. No, you know the rules. Well, the rules are there for professional athletes. Sometimes they just don't adhere to the rules. And so I know some people think this is harsh, but it is omnipresent. The players are made aware of what they can and cannot do. Well, listen. In Gilbert's case, I mean, it was Javaris Crittenden. He was getting whacked. He had to be careful. Yeah, well, Javaris Crittenden, you can look where he ended up. He's in so, jail for murder. There, there you go. So, again, these things are not like, oh, I didn't know. The player does have some culpability here. They, they know exactly uh, what they can and cannot do. Uh, in the final minutes we have here, let's get back to college basketball because I know there was a game that you had your eye on. TCU struggled as of late. They're catching four tonight against Iowa State. What do you make of the Cyclones tonight uh, at home against the Horned Frogs? Yeah, a tricky number here. Again, the Mike Miles situation is crucial. He's a game-time decision. If he's back in the lineup, remember, he went out with a hyperextended knee a couple of weeks ago. Eddie Lampkin also um, banged up with the ankle issue. That's one thing you want to pay attention to. He's their leading rebounder as well. Um, so he's been out since the K-State game on February 7th. Uh, but to me, the one thing I would look at with this TCU team is can they get Miles back in the lineup? If they can, I think they become much more dangerous. Iowa State comes in having lost their last home game against Oklahoma State um, and then lost to uh, Morgantown previous to that. So I think Iowa State bounces back here. Um, not thrilled about the four, but I'll lay it here with Iowa State. You know, when you look at Jamie Dixon and what, what he's done down there at TCU. It, Tremendous. Do you look at this, though, and say, all right, we're a tournament team now. Do I want to risk the health of my best player? and kind of gear up for conference play and the NCAA tournament and let him sit out another? Do you, do you take extra precautions with a great player in your program? I think it's a great question, but I think Jamie Dixon, they've probably taken caution and been very, uh, you know, being very e- safe. Ease him back. They're not yeah, going yeah. to rush him back in. Yeah, I, because you know what he is, second leading scorer in the league. He's too important to this team. Can I ask you another game out here in the Pac-12? You know, we, we talked a little bit about the bubble bursting here. Yeah. What about Oregon, a team like Oregon? Right now they're going to lay a five and a half tonight at Washington against UW. This is one of those games that's it's tr- a tricky spot, conference play on the road, laying points. Yeah. But, boy, if you're Oregon, this is a must win if we're talking about you potentially as an at-large somewhere down the road. Yeah, no question. Very underrated rivalry. Maybe rest of the country, but a huge rivalry in the Pacific Northwest between these two teams should be a good one. Um, you know, to me, for the Ducks, you got to get this game at the hack tonight. If you can win this game at Hackhead, you got a good opportunity to put yourself in a position. But I still think that right now they're on the outside looking in. They're in sixth in this league. In the Pac-12, in my opinion, right now, there's three tournament teams. UCLA, who's going to win the league, it looks like, Arizona, mm-hmm. and um, USC. 
I don't think Arizona State's getting in, but we'll see what happens. This is going to be a very important stretch here for the Ducks down the, uh, at the end of the season. they got to be able to win these games. And then they, they still have to have a good showing. They've got a very manageable schedule. This trip up in, the, in Washington is not going to be easy tonight. At UW, then you go to uh, Pullman to take on Wazoo. You've got to win that game. I think Wazoo is a decent team to pretty good. They compete. They play hard. They defend. And then you've got the two easiest games to close out the season, Cal and Stanford. I think both those teams should be looking for new coaches at the end of the year. But if you're the Ducks, you've got to finish strong. I don't have them in the tournament right now. They did have a good win against USC last week. For me, they're on the outside looking in. They need to finish out with very, victories. Very quickly, Kentucky's getting three yeah. against the Bulldogs against Mississippi State. Must win for Kentucky if we're talking about them for an at-large. Well, you're at the hump. It won't be easy, but I don't like this Mississippi State team as much as other people do. I, I think it's a very winnable and get credit for a road victory tonight in Stark Vegas for Big Blue. All right, Cal. Better get this one done here. Getting three on the road against Mississippi State. All right, don't go anywhere. Final countdown is next. Jeff Parles and Danny Burke next right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 